0: Hey friends, welcome to the City Hope Podcast. My name is Bobby Thompson, and I have the privilege of serving as a lead pastor. I pray that today's message would inspire you, it would encourage you, and it would also challenge you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy today's sermon. Well, I'm glad you're here this morning. Everybody okay? Everybody good? Like a little little turkey hangover, right? Anybody still full? Like you're still full from... I asked a friend that one time, I was like... You know, and he said, he said, Bobby, I ate and I ate until I couldn't breathe anymore. (laughs) And then I got dessert. (laughs) I was like, man, that's pretty good. Um, I love Thanksgiving. I really do. I love Thanksgiving, but. Uh, the end of Thanksgiving is the start of the Christmas season, right? Anybody that's your favorite season, come on, be honest. All right. Some of you, favorite Christmas. Mariah Carey starts filling the house, right? And, and we get out the, the broken Christmas lights and the lights that don't work and the ornaments and all that. And it's, it's here, right? The most wonderful time of the year uh, is here. And uh, while, we're, while we're talking about that, next Sunday, we're going to start a brand new series. It's our Christmas series called Streaming All the Way. And I can't can't wait for it. It's going to be a blast. And what we're going to do is we're going to take some movies, some older movies, some new movies, Christmas movies, and we're going to find some biblical truths in those movies and how that can apply to our lives. And so that'll take us right up to our Christmas Eve services um, on, on the 24th. And so let me just encourage you now. All right. You've got about, what, four weeks Go ahead and start praying now. God, who do you want me to invite to Christmas Eve, right? The world is open to invitation to the church, to go to church on Christmas. And so go ahead. Who is that person that God wants uh, you to reach? And, and, And I was thinking about it. That that could be a catalyst in someone's life. Your invite could be a catalyst in someone's life that God wants to do something great in their heart. And so uh, uh, I'm looking forward to that. We'll start that series next week and lead us all the way up to Christmas Eve. uh, And and we'll have a good time there. Today we're going to finish out a series called Yes, You. Yes, You. And if you haven't been with us for this series, really what this is all about It's just encouraging you, inspiring you, and and hopefully challenging you to make you see yourself as someone that God can use. No matter what my history looks like, no matter what my future even looks like. God can use me, and um, we talked about for the last three weeks just uh, different people, different ways that we can uh, uh, see God using us, In week one, I'll give you just a quick review, week one, we looked at the marks of a disciple, what does my life look like, if I'm following Christ, if I'm chasing after him, what does that look like, and we talked about these four things, we talked about healthy family, one focus, pursuing Christ, and engaged in community, I'm going too fast for the guys in the back, all right. <clears throat> um, these four areas are areas that I'm striving after, that, that my family, my, my spouse, my kids, that we're just we're chasing after. And that doesn't mean we're, we're perfect. It gives us something to shoot at, right? It gives us a goal. And so we looked at the marks of a disciple. And then two weeks, or week two, we looked at Jonah. You've heard that story. Jonah, he, he disobeyed God. He found himself in, the, in a really dark place. And God asked him to do something that seemed pretty difficult, and he didn't want to do it. But then he realized that he needed to be obedient to God, and our obedience is important. Last week, we talked about the call on Gideon's life. Gideon was this mighty warrior of God, the Bible called him, and, uh, but he was the, the least and the youngest of all his people. And so Gideon was used by God to do something miraculous. And so we're going to end this series a little bit different today. Um, we've looked at some very unlikely people that, that the Bible, uh, you know, we would never think. And I've tried to encourage you that, that yes, you can be used by God no matter who you are, or where you are. And we've seen throughout history this, this, this little phrase that God uses unlikely people, right? God uses unlikely people. Well, today, I want to change that up just a little bit, all right? We've talked about that for the last few weeks, but I want to change it up. I want to talk to you around the subject of this. God uses crazy people. God uses crazy people. Now, right away... Crazy can mean different things, right? All of us probably have a, a different thought when we think crazy. And, and, and you know, you, you see someone walking down the road and they're talking to themselves, right? You're like, that dude's crazy, right? Or you, you, you go to a party with your friends and be like, man, it was awesome. It was crazy. You should have been there, right? Different, same word, just different meanings, right? Our society, if you didn't know, is full of crazy people, there is a lot of crazy people in our world. And I, I brought a few pictures just to, just to talk about it. Maybe some that you see. Throw that first picture up there, guys. So these are some crazy people, right? We see this a lot uh, on the news right now. Um, they're extreme, uh, 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 we would call them terrorists uh, but they believe in something, and they're just willing to do whatever it takes. They're crazy because of what they believe, right? Now we see that, and we're like, "Man, those people are crazy! I can't believe it." Go, go to the next picture. Here's another picture of uh, uh, of someone that we would look at and say, "What is wrong with these people? Right? This is crazy." And and and, and obviously, I don't know this lady individually, but there's there's a. a, a People that call themselves Christians that go around, you know, holding up signs like this. God hates you and you're going to die and you're going to go to hell and you're awful. You're a terrible person. And they're crazy. Why? Because of what they believe. Only what you would believe would make you do something like this. And then the, the last one here, this one's my favorite. Sometimes you go to Walmart and you just see crazy people, right? And you don't know why they're crazy. They're just, they're just a little odd, right? You got the Walmart crazy because they're a little awkward. Crazy means deranged. Crazy means insane. <laughs> you can take that picture off. Uh, I'm just going to keep looking at it. Crazy means awesome. Crazy means outrageous. But here's how I want to define it today. Look at this. Crazy stands out from the crowd crazy stands out from the crowd. And I want to share a story with you today. And, 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 and I hope that, um, I hope that this story, you know, speaks to your heart, but I want you to just think when, when, when we're filtering through this scripture today, how, how is this crazy? How, what, what is, what stands out in this story? So if you have your Bible, go to Daniel chapter number three, Daniel chapter number three. Um, this is a, a, A fantastic book in the Bible. If you're ever looking for something to read and just need something that's uh, entertaining and exciting, go to Daniel chapter number 3. Actually, the whole book of Daniel is really good. But let me give you just a quick background, okay? This is uh, taking place in a city called Babylon. Babylon. Babylon is is, uh, is at the height of its power, right? And the king here was King Nebuchadnezzar. And he's built up this place and Babylon is it's military is the best, its finances are the best, it's 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 all that it could be. He was a very wise leader, but he had a lot of ups and downs. What Nebuchadnezzar would do, the king, he would go into smaller cities And he would take over them with his military and he would make the people there serve him. And then he would go into his own hometown and he would build buildings and he would build statues. So he's just building and accumulating power and wealth and all of this. So he would go into these smaller places, take over. Well, one night, uh, God came to King Nebuchadnezzar. He wasn't a God-fearing man. And he told King Nebuchadnezzar that, hey, your kingdom is going to fall. Your kingdom is not going to last. And that shouldn't be a surprise to us, right? Because God's kingdom is the only one that does last. And so uh, King Nebuchadnezzar would soon learn this lesson that all this that he had built, all the people that he was making be his slaves would soon turn on him. And so along the way, uh, as he's building, as he's doing all this, King Nebuchadnezzar decides to build a 90 foot tall, nine feet wide statue. Right? This humongous, humongous statue. I I don't know what he was compensating for. Maybe he's a short guy. I I don't know. But as the statue was built, the the statue's done, and he's going to have a party for the statue. And I want to bring everybody. So the Bible says he he invited all the governors and all the rulers and all the leaders of the land. And he says, I need all y'all to come over, and we're going to have a party, and we're going to look at this statue together. And so he said, once everybody gets to the party, he kind of throws them a little twist. He says, here's what I want you to do. We're at this party. Y'all see my statue? We're going to play some music. And when the music plays, you got to bow down to the statue. This statue was made so that you would bow down to it. And so everybody does, except for these three young boys. And so these three young boys, they don't bow down. They hear the music. They don't bow down. These three Hebrew boys. And someone saw that they didn't bow down, and they went and tattletailed on them. Right, And they went and told King Nebuchadnezzar, hey, these guys didn't bow down. Your statue's there, the music was playing, and they're the only three that didn't bow down. And so I want to try to uh, uh, attempt to break down uh, from here forward in the story and how we can apply this to our lives. So stand with me and honor the reading of God's word. We're going to look at Daniel chapter 3, beginning in verse number 13. This is right after the men told King Nebuchadnezzar that the three boys didn't bow down. Verse 13, then in a furious rage, Nebuchadnezzar gave orders to bring in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So these men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar asked them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is it true that you don't serve my gods or worship the gold statue I've set up? Now, if you're ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music, fall down and worship the statue I made. But if you don't worship it, you will be immediately thrown into a furnace of blazing fire. And who is the God that can rescue you from my power? Verse 16, Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego replied to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to give you an answer to this question. If the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace of blazing fire and he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. But even if he does not rescue us, we want you to know, We want you as king to know we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue that you set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with rage and the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He gave orders to heat the furnace seven times more than was customary. He commanded some of the best soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, throw them into the furnace of the blazing fire. Verse 21. So these men in their trousers, their robes, their head coverings, and other clothes were tied up Thrown into the furnace of the blazing fire. Since the king's command was so urgent, the fire was extremely hot. The raging flames killed those men who carried Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego up. These three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound into the furnace of blazing fire. Verse 24. Then King Nebuchadnezzar jumped in alarm. He said to his advisors, didn't we throw three men bound into the fire? Yes, of course, your majesty, they replied. He exclaimed, look, I see four men, not tied, walking around in the fire, unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace of the blazing fire. And he called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the most high God, come out. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. When the satraps, prefects, governors, and the king's advisors gathered around, they saw that the fire had no effect on their bodies of these men. Not a hair of their heads was singed. Their robes were unaffected, and there was no smell of fire on them. Verse 28, last verse. Nebuchadnezzar explained, exclaimed, Praise to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He sent his angel and rescued his servants who trusted in him. They violated the king's command and risked their lives rather than serve or worship any God except for their own would you pray with me father i pray your blessing on the reading of your word use it like only you can speak to our hearts today god use this this unbelievable step of faith use use this crazy story to change us to move us to encourage us and challenge us to live for you in jesus name amen amen you may be seated so this story goes from zero to 100 really quick, right? Uh, we, we're having a party. Everybody's having a good time. Too. Uh, there's dudes getting thrown into a furnace because they're not obeying. And so the, the king throws this party. And if you go back to verse 14 uh, where we started, the king throws the party. But then someone told him that 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 they weren't uh, the three Hebrew boys weren't going in uh they weren't bowing down and so the, the king needed to hear it for himself right and so he was like okay I hear what you're saying but let me go talk to these guys and and he wanted to know uh Nebuchadnezzar asked them Shadrach Meshachab is it true that you don't serve my gods or worship the gold statue I set up. Is it true? Is this real? Are you bluffing? Like, like come on, maybe you just, you, aren't you going to be just like everyone else and do what I tell you to do? Like, he, he needed to hear it for himself. He needed to make sure that these guys were, were really, really, really who they say they are and 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 think about this for a minute. Uh, uh so often we see people uh maybe maybe even church people that that say one thing and then they do something else. Their 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 mouth says one thing but then their actions are totally different. And and so here's what the king is doing. He's like, I want to make sure like what you're saying is really what you're going to do. I want to make sure that your actions are are just like your words because you're not bowing down untested faith untested faith for you and I is easy when our faith is untested it's easy for me to raise my hands it's easy for me to serve it's easier for me to go to church when everything is going well but what about those times when life isn't fair what about those times when we have more questions than answers claiming uh, uh, to love Jesus from afar is easy but what about those moments when you're standing face to face with a king? These guys are standing face to face and he's like, I need to know, are you going to do this? Are you really going to bow down to, my, to the God that I put up? Are you going to stay strong in yours? And what about you and I? When we face the culture that we live in, who is, who is you know, predominantly not God-fearing, who is predominantly not God-loving, what are we going to do? Is that going to verify our faith or are we going to cower and fall back? Pretending to be crazy about Jesus will be revealed when tested. Pretending to be crazy about Jesus will be revealed when tested. These three young boys were tested. They weren't just crazy about the Lord with their lips. Their actions backed it up. And here's a good gauge for you and I in our lives, okay? If I couldn't use words, would people be able to tell that I love Jesus? If I couldn't use words, would people be able to tell that I do love Jesus? And so the king comes to them, and he needs to hear it for himself. And then we see in verse 15 after he says this. Now, if you're ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the zither, the lyre, the harp, the drum, and every kind of music, fall down and worship the statue. So he's like, okay, listen, you didn't do it the first time, but here's another chance for you to bow down. Here's another chance for you to bow down. And when I read this, you know, you know what I keep thinking of? There's always going to be a chance for you and I to back down. There's always going to continue to be time that the enemy throws back into your life that you're going to stop working. It's always going to be there. There's always going to be an opportunity for you to quit. There's always going to be an opportunity for you to walk away and not keep pushing and not staying and not fighting. There's always, the enemy's never going to give up on destroying your life and in my life. And so Nebuchadnezzar gives them another chance. I love the response that these three young Hebrew boys give. Verse 16, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king, Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need to give you an answer to this question. Now, just think about this for a minute, all right? Everybody in the room is bowing down to to the gold statue. Everybody in the room is listening to the king imagine the faith that it had to take what what were those people who were watching this what are they looking at they're going those dudes are crazy <laughs> those there's something wrong with those guys like why are they not bowing down what is going on here and so these three guys they're backed into this corner and they say we don't need to give you an answer it's we don't have to answer you and he says verse Seventeen. If the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace of the blazing fire, and he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. So they're backed into the corner, and that's when their crazy came out. They get backed into this corner and and and, and their, their crazy comes out and they're like, we don't have to answer you. We don't need to defend ourselves before you. All we need to do is depend on God. We're just gonna depend on him. We're gonna trust in him. And 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 listen, I I love this thought. Crazy people do not depend on the direction of culture. Crazy people do not depend on the direction of culture. It doesn't matter what everybody else is doing. It doesn't matter the way everybody else is flowing. It doesn't matter if every other student, every other kid in my class, every other person on my team. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to live my life dependent on culture. I'm going to do what God calls me to do. I'm going to live the way that he asked me to live. Crazy people don't depend on any man. Crazy people, these guys, they lived in Babylon, but Babylon wasn't in them. These guys are crazy. They're standing up to this king. We don't have to answer you. And I'm sure everybody's looking at him like, what are you thinking? But then verse 18, this is probably my favorite verse out of, out of all of this. So the king comes to him. He, they tell him, hey, we don't have to ask, answer to you. If the God we serve exists, he's gonna, and then listen to this, verse 18. But even if he does not rescue us, even if he does not rescue us, we want you to know, King, we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you set up, but even if he doesn't. Like, what? What? This is a great example that crazy people believe that he can, expect that he will, but trust even if he doesn't. Let me say that again. Crazy people believe that he can and trust that he will or, or, or and expect that he will, but trust even if he doesn't. They didn't need anything. They didn't need defense. They just needed dependence. God, I know you can do this, and I trust that you can do this. I, 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 and I have all the faith in the world that you can do this. But even if you don't, I'm still going to follow you. I'm still going to be on your team. I'm still going to keep pushing. Church, that's crazy. That, that's, that's like, what are you talking about? Why would you keep buying into this stuff? Why wouldn't you just bow down? Why wouldn't you just do this? They believed that God was able, God was competent, he's faithful, he's willing. They believed, but even if he doesn't step in, we're going to step out. We're not going to bow down to the culture. We're not going to bow down to your false God. We're going to do what you've called us to do. That's my heart for City Hope Church. That's my heart for, for, for my, myself, my personal family. and every, My heart is that we would raise up and that we would take a stand for Jesus no matter what the consequences were, no matter what the culture says, that, that, that our world needs people that are willing to stand up and say, you know what, I'll be a little bit crazy. I'll be looked at a little bit crazy because I love Jesus that much and my words and my actions are gonna match up and I, I'm willing to be one of those crazy people. I don't want just wanna blend in and be just like everybody else. I'm going to be like what God's called me. That's my heart for our church. I was reading a story this week of a, a man named Joseph. Uh, he was from uh, the Maasai tribe in Africa, and he went to a Billy Graham Crusade this was years and years ago and uh, accepted the Lord into his heart. And uh, he went back to his village. And uh, he, would, he just got so fired up in his village that he wanted to tell everybody. So he started going door to door, telling everybody in his village, trying to get them to understand who Jesus was and how much he loved him. Well, the village didn't want to have anything to do with it. So the, the elders of the village, they came out and, and they beat him. They beat Joseph and, uh, to, to a place where they, they, after they got done beating him, they, they threw him out into the woods to die. Joseph healed, he got better, and he came back to the village and he started going door to door again, telling people about Jesus, telling people about Jesus. And about the time his wounds were healing up, the the elders of the tribe, they came out and they beat him again, half to death, throw him out into the woods to die. And and the story only gets crazier. Joseph healed and, and he began to go back to the village And once again, the elders of the village took him out and they were beating him and he was about to die. As they were beating them, he looked up and continued to tell them about Jesus. As he was getting uh, uh, brutally, brutally uh, beaten, he was telling these folks about Jesus and he was knocked unconscious. And the story goes on to say, as Joseph woke back up, those same men and women that were standing there beating him began to ask him, Hey, can you tell us about this guy? Can you, why in the world would you take all of these beatings and still continue to tell us about this guy? And the story goes on that the whole village then began uh, to, to listen to Joseph, and he won many of them to Christ. And you and I would hear a story like that and go, What is wrong with this guy? Why don't he just be quiet? Why don't he just pray for them? Why don't he just do his thing and leave people alone? He was so committed that he was willing to be beaten. He was willing to be thought of as crazy. And I, and I pray that we would take a stand in our Christian walk today. Not, not many people today, it, it, it's happening, but not many people are getting beaten and, and, and torn out of their homes because they love Jesus, because they're telling people about Jesus. Jesus. And here's what we got to stop doing, church. Stop searching for a faith that will keep you away from the fire and start embracing a God who will be with you in the fire. We want, we want no fire in our life. We want no beating in our life. We want no, uh, uh, you know, struggle in our life. And here we see these men that say, you know what? Let me, I don't necessarily want to get thrown into the furnace, but God, I know you're going to be with me. I trust you, God, in this hard time. I trust that you're going to be here for us. Maybe you're sitting here today and you've been praying for that job. You've been praying for that job. Do you have a mindset? But even if you don't, God, I'm still going to trust you. You've been praying for your your spouse to be healed. But even if you don't, God, I'm going to be trusting you. God, (laughs) Lord, I've been praying for these kids and I'm going to kill them. And they need to obey. But even if you don't, God. I'm struggling to make this house payment. But even if you don't, God, we got to have an even if you don't, you are still God kind of faith. That's what the world needs. The world needs your crazy. The world needs my crazy to stand up and show people what we believe in. So these men, they tell him, even if he doesn't rescue us, we're going to trust him. Verse 19, Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with rage expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and he gave the orders to heat the furnace seven times more than was customary. So here he is, he's mad, he's ticked off. He's gonna throw these guys into the furnace. He's so mad, he says, light it even hotter. Get it as hot as it can get. And it got so hot that the people that were throwing the guys in died. Like that's how hot and how, how nuts this is. And, and so here's the fire, it's going, they get thrown into the fire. Now I want you to think about this for a second with me. God uses trials in our lives. Every one of us would raise our hand and say, yeah, I've been through something. No matter how old we are, how young we are, yeah, I've been through some things. I've had some trials in my life. God uses trials not to destroy us, but to demonstrate his power to us. God's using this this, uh, fire, he's using this trial in their life, not to destroy them, but to demonstrate to them and to everyone how powerful of a God he is. Verse 21, these men were bound. They were bound and they were thrown into the furnace. And then just a few quick verses later in verse 25, the Bible says they were unbound and unharmed. How do you go from just a few, in just a few verses from bound, being thrown into a fire, to being unbound and unharmed? When we stand for God, crazy things happen. When we take a stand for our God, crazy things happen. And I want you to see this as we close. Verse 26. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the door of the furnace. This is after he saw that the men were in there walking around. He saw another person in there with them. Then he approached the door of the furnace of the blazing fire. And he called Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You servants of the most high God, come out. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire when the satraps, prefects, governors, and the king's advisors gathered around. They saw that the fire had no effect on them or the bodies of these men. Not a hair on their heads were singed. Their robes were unaffected and there was no smell of fire on them. Listen to me, church. Crazy changes culture. Crazy. This is the same king who just a few minutes ago said, I need you to bow down to my idol. I need you to worship this false God. And now he's sitting there saying, you serve the most high God. Because of their faith, because of their willingness to be a little bit crazy, God showed up and did something amazing. King Nebuchadnezzar said, praise God of Shadrach, Meshach, And Abednego. Listen, how do I apply this to my life? Your craziness can change someone's life. Your craziness can change someone's life. And here's something I want to to remind you of as we close today. All right, think about this. We read the Bible and we read these stories and we're like, man, that story's crazy, right? But the same God that was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in this furnace is the same God that you and I serve today. He's still that strong. He's still that powerful. He's still the same God that will be us in our fires and our trials and our struggles. And it's up to you and I of how we respond. Because of their faith, because of their willingness to say, you know what? We're going to trust that God does this. The Bible says that that not only did the king, not only did the king now serve God or, or, or praise God. The Bible says that the, that the satraps, the prefects, the governors, all the king's men, all the leaders, all the rulers are looking now going, I want what they have. These guys are nuts and I want what they have. Church, our world needs someone willing to be a little bit crazy. Students, your school needs someone willing to be a little bit crazy. Our families need someone willing to be a little bit crazy. Here's what I know. We serve the same God that we read about in this word. And he's calling every one of his children to serve Him. Hey, I want you to serve me. Different gifts, different areas, different passions. We all have that. Am I willing to say yes? because yes, you can be used by God, no matter who you are. I'm going ask you just to bow your heads and close your eyes. Today, as we wrap up this series, my heart from the very beginning is just to get some folks to say, you know what, I'm in. I don't know how God can use me. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know what that looks like. But here I am. I'm ready. I'm in. How many of you here today? If you would just answer that question, say I'm willing to be used by the Lord. Maybe I don't know what it is. Maybe, but but I'm willing to be used. By the Lord. If that's you with heads bowed and eyes closed, would you just raise your hand right now? This isn't for me. This is just an opportunity for you to say, Here I am, Lord, use me. I see your hands, lots of them, lots of them. I'm willing to be used. Here's my prayer that we would be a church that changes culture because we're crazy, passionately in love with Jesus. here this morning and you don't have a relationship with Christ and that's the step you need to take can I just encourage you before you leave today take care of business come chat with me Pastor Steve and Pastor Brad come chat with one of us say hey I need to take that step If God's calling you to serve in a specific area inside the church outside the church whatever it is you just need to take that step today come talk to us let's go out into the world and be a little crazy this week Let's be a little crazy this Christmas season and watch what God does when God shows up. Father, I love you. I'm so thankful for all you do for us. Thank you for your word that we can read, that we can look at. Lord, help us to just be faithful to you in a season and a time of our lives where Christmas can get lost so easily. Lord, help us to remember Your love for us is why we celebrate. Your gift to us is why we celebrate. You just want our lives in return. You want our yes in return. I pray for all those that raise their hand that said they're willing to be used by you. God, give them opportunity. Lord, I pray that our actions would match our words. Lord, give us faith like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And and even if you don't, kind of faith. Lord, help us to be crazy for you. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for tuning in with us today. We would love to connect with you. And the best way to do that is through social media or go straight to our website. God bless you and have a wonderful day.